0: So probably the most iconic symbol for the Jewish people is the shoifa. I mean, at least from a biblical standpoint. This is Simi Lerner, and welcome to the Judaism From Within podcast. We're continuing our work through chorev. The commandment we're dealing with now in articulating the reasons for the commandments, the reasons for the symbols, the shoifa, the takia, the sound, the blasts. We do this on Rosh Hashanah, we do this in El leading up to Rosh Hashanah, and it has a precedent in the Bible, and it has a meaning and a structure that can relate to our lives now. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about its precedent in the Bible, meaning the symbolic idea it was giving over back then, and how that translates to Rosh Hashanah as well as as our own transformative journey. So to begin with, the day we're talking about, we're talking about Rosh Hashanah. This is the day of introspection. This is the day where you are actually focusing on your personal transformation. That's an important point because this isn't in a vacuum. This symbol doesn't appear in a vacuum, it appears on the day in our lives where the focus is on inner transformation. Okay, so let's now develop it further. As I mentioned at the beginning, the power of a symbol doesn't only manifest in how we can explain it in a shticky, psychological way today. The power of a symbol also relies on its foundation. How did did this symbol make sense to its first students? And I think that's the best way to go. Let's go back to the beginning. This meant something on the ground for the Jewish people when they were traveling through the desert. The sound that was known as a takia was sh- was sort of blasted out. Now, the takia wasn't just one sound. It was made up of three separate components. A takia, a trua, and a takia. It's what we have in synagogue today. But Rav Hirsch breaks these down. Well, the takia is the long blast. The trua is that broken blast. And then a takia would be another blast. So you would have a clear sound, a shattered sound, and a clear sound. Now, this would indicate something to the Jews on the ground. The first blast would make them ready. Remember, they're camped. They're camped in tents. The trumpets that were sounded, they weren't shofars like we were using today. They were these silver trumpets. But let us play out the actual movement. The first blast would be to pay attention, to get ready. The second blast would be to break up camp, mirroring the actual shattering nature of the blast itself you would break up camp you would take with you what you need and you would leave behind that which you don't and then the final blast would be the movement to the next destination so you have these three blasts you have the clear the shattered and the clear the pay attention break up camp and move to the next destination Rav Hirsch says this is the exact idea we're supposed to impart into our psyche when we hear this shofar blast the first is to draw our attention the truer, that shattering sound, that requires that inner shattering, that inner transformation. Any transformation requires symbolic depth, it requires the leaving that which you don't need behind, and that is painful. If you have a conception of God, if you have a conception of your fellow, you have an idea of what you should be doing in the world, and then the transformation takes place. The reality of where you are and where you should be going and you have to leave an aspect of your personality behind because it is weighing you down, that's painful. And for Rav Hirsch, that is the truer. That shattering that takes place in your psyche is when you leave that which you don't need behind. You're softened, you're made ready for this transformation by the original takia, by that original blast, and then you let that which you don't need go. And then the final blast is the movement to a better future, an action-orientated step. And Rav Hirsch teaches that this parallels the three principles at the core of inner transformation Teshuvah, Tefillah, and Sadaka. Teshuvah is that introspection. Tefila is the avoider that it requires to make that inner transformation. And Sadaka, acts of loving kindness, are how it is supposed to be manifest in the world. You introspect, you change, and you act. This is the calling of the Shifa. It mirrors that which came before, but it has a relevant, down-to-earth meaning today. And the other three words we hear articulated on this day are kingship, remembrance, and Shifa. Malchus, Zichroinus, and Shifreis. These three principles once again fit in line with these three calls. The call to introspection by your father. The king calls you. It softens you it recognizes change is needed you are being summoned the remembering the need for introspection in the transformative sense of the word not only to wonder if you've done well you sit in judgment you look at yourself have i acted this year as i intended did i change as i wanted to change did i act towards and these sort of questions force you to hold yourself up in front of a higher ideal you hold yourself up in reference to God. Have you lived up to that expectation? You sin in judgment. And the beauty about this is, is that it, it, it it's, it's a reality that you experience. Not that God appears to you. I don't mean that. I mean, when you ever sit down and think, am I living up to my values? You're sitting in judgment of yourself. That's exactly what you're doing. It's why an idea that I've repeated previously, we don't like writing out a schedule, because then you've Created something that will judge you. Something that stands outside of you that will judge you. That is what a schedule is and if you don't live up to the schedule you feel lacking and nobody likes to feel lacking. But that's what this day is. The first is the call. The second is the judgment. Am I living up to it? What happened before? Is it where I want to be? And then the last, the shy is the movement forward, the charge, the Next step to the next destination the Jews were called in the desert, you call in your very life. So let's recap these ideas. We said the idea of a is split into three components, a tekiah, a truer, and a tekiah. A blast, a broken blast, and then the final blast. For the Jews in the desert, the making ready, the breaking camp, and then lastly, the moving forward to the next destination. And in our own lives, the paying attention, the readying ourselves for this most holy day, the breaking up of what we don't need, the judgment we sit in of ourselves in reference to God, in reference to our values that we want to uphold, and then lastly, the charge forward, the tzedakah, the loving kindness, the action. How am I going to act differently tomorrow? These are the three components in the Jews' transformative experience of Rosh Hashanah, elicited by the symbol of the shofar. I hope you enjoyed. Please join me next week. If you're listening to this on any of the platforms or podcasting platforms, please rate, like, and comment if you want. You can email me at similearnergmail.com. Hope you have a wonderful week.